On this edition of Tech Ann, alongside our podcast host, Mark Gibson, is KPMG's National Sector Leader of Healthcare and Life Sciences, Ash Shahada. Mark and Ash were joined live on Twitter Spaces by my colleague, Matt Weiss, as they discuss the intersection of tech and healthcare. Here's that conversation. Good afternoon, Mark and Ash. And Mark, I want to start with you. There's, uh, there's no shortage of intersection. You talk about how tech is no longer a standalone sector. It's a bridge. It's a conduit across other industries. And that is certainly clear when it comes to healthcare. And if you think, Mark, over the last year or two about uh, the intersection we've seen with COVID-19 and how technology's been utilized, um, what stands out most to you? Hey, great to be here today. Great to have a chance to talk with Ash and you as well. And so thanks for that opportunity. It's really hard to imagine when you think back over the last couple of years how the healthcare life sciences sector would have been able to serve uh, serve their clients, their customers, their patients, et cetera, without the role of, of technology. And I think what stands out for me is just the way technology has really revolutionized all of the sectors and, and healthcare probably as, as much as any, uh, to think about the way we behave, um, the way you interact with a physician or a doctor. And, and then you think about the whole pandemic that we've been through and the number of people that are, uh, that are interacting around healthcare. Um, you know, the technology sector is just integral to that. And then I think about it from the technology side, and you look at where dollars are being invested, and it's just amazing how much of the technology spend today is focused around healthcare. And it's for a lot of reasons that I, I'm sure we'll get into today about, you know, reducing the cost from the system, making things smoother and more efficient, making patients uh, who are sick have quicker access to their physicians, to the care that they need, often from the comfort of their own home, often on their phone or their laptop. So things that, you know, many of us, including myself, wouldn't have even thought about a few years ago are now commonplace today because of that convergence of tech and, and the healthcare sector. That's a great point, Mark. And uh, Ashina, you've you've spoken often on this. Uh, any other thoughts you have to build on what Mark just just mentioned? I think it's a pleasure to be here with uh, with you all today. And Mark, thank you for uh, you know co-hosting today. You know, I am really excited. I mean, I think this idea of convergence between healthcare and life sciences has been a long time coming. And I do think when we think about med tech and biotech and overall tech, that is really the integration point of these two, you know, massive disciplines. And, you know, just to always remind everybody, you know, when those physical doors close, the digital doors open. And I think when you saw that, everybody is turning to those digital doors, whether you're on the, the side of the traditional healthcare providers or whether you're on the side of the emerging life sciences and biotech providers. Uh, clearly, those are the questions I think we want to start facing today. And I think more importantly, you know, really understanding how the consumer fits into this and all of the preferences, which are now habits. Uh, how is that going to drive the industry forward and really get us from a point of being behind to maybe being ahead in the industry? I just want to piggyback off a point that you'd raised yesterday. I think it's informative, certainly for this audience, about uh, right now we find ourselves in a time of a lot of uncertainty. There's geopolitical uncertainty. There's economic uncertainty. But throughout history, that's when some of the great advancements have happened in healthcare and life sciences. And I think, Ash, it would probably be of interest to our listeners to share your thoughts on some of the parallels you saw from the 1940s um, in the investments in healthcare life sciences to, to the modern day and the developments of the COVID vaccines. Well, I think you're spot on. You know, I think, unfortunately, it takes a lot of the the events of the world to remind us of history. 
And I think just a quick reminder across healthcare and life sciences, you know, we kind of saw the era of the roaring 20s, obviously leading to a lot of geopolitical uncertainty and wars. But throughout that whole period, really throughout the whole decade uh, of the 20th century and, and, and the, the century itself, uh, we saw you know, amazing advances in healthcare and life sciences. You know, if you remember back, the Hill-Burton Act was, was also launched in the 20th century. That led to a massive proliferation of hospital construction, which really led to the delivery systems we have today, just like we saw roads and, and infrastructure being built. I think you're also going to see at the end of the day, you're going to see the same kind of thing around innovation. If you look at all the vaccines and innovations that we've seen in life sciences, like the polio vaccine and others, that was also the century in which we saw that. And if we kind of played that forward today in real time, we are facing those same challenges and the same opportunities. But maybe instead of roads and bridges and buildings, we're going to see that digital infrastructure built. Instead of uh, finding kind of that first vaccine, we're going to find ways to accelerate that through technology and innovation and biotech and life sciences and the genome project. So to me, it's, it's kind of our new dimension of, of innovation this century in the midst of all of the turmoil. And I think it is important to remember that, you know, outside of a pandemic era, healthcare and life sciences is a safe haven industry. And I think when you add to it the impact of tech, we're going to see some amazing, amazing opportunities in the face of, of the headwinds we're facing. What I think is remarkable about what you just said is the, the notion that it almost takes a, a significant event like a global pandemic to cause the, not only the acceleration of the tech investment into the sector, the healthcare sector, but also the staying power that, you know, if, if, if this had been a one week event, we all stayed home from work for a week and then we went back. You know, maybe I would have done a remote doctor visit from my computer, but I would have gone back to the old behavior. You know, the R&D plans for healthcare companies, biotech companies probably wouldn't have changed. But because the event was so significant, these changes are now permanent. And the acceleration, you know, where we were two years ago, you know, we probably are today where we expect it to be five or 10 years in the future. And those changes accelerated because of the use of technology in the sector. And I think that that's actually led to the advancements that you're talking about, that uh, you know, it takes a convergence of those factors to, uh, to cause that acceleration. And that's where I think it, it's, it's not only important tech's role, but it's also important that it's kind of forever changed. Like we're not going back to the way it was. Mark and Ash, I want to transition over to uh, another hot topic and one that perhaps isn't an obvious one when you think of tech and healthcare, but that being the blockchain and NFTs and, you know, NFTs, it's interesting when you think about them in the context of healthcare and how they could be implemented. I know, Ash, maybe I'll start with, with you on this and certainly welcome Mark's perspective. But, you know, the notion of crypto and health savings accounts, the intersection of finance and healthcare, um, you know, it's, it's something that, again, I don't know if it's an obvious start point for a lot of folks. But it's something that probably is going to become increasingly apparent in, in the coming years of how we pay for our health insurance, how we think about our health savings accounts in an increasingly digital financial world. Yeah, I think you're spot on. And, and I think it is such an exciting area. You know, we just uh, finished uh, kind of a, a more recent literature review on the topic. And, and I think when you kind of look at the three things, you know, the whole crypto world being driven by blockchain and, and certainly the opportunities of NFTs. You know, this is kind of where I think the opportunities are going to be. I mean, we talked obviously a lot around, you know, improving claim systems and payment systems, and clearly those will happen. But I think if you can kind of imagine a world where the NFT becomes the person's individual profile in the healthcare world and the healthcare domain, and that individual profile might carry unique 
uh, information about you and might you know, create your unique genome, unique uh, medical uh, footprint, your unique uh, payment information, whether you're public or private. And it also will be kind of the, the avenue, the capability that gets you into the system to actually get access to those services in your community. And then if you flip it and you can say, well, the providers will have an NFT and you'll see other constituents. And then now the banking partners will be a much more viable player. And we're going to you know, transfer the, the day when our, our health savings account will basically t- be tied directly to our NFTs. And maybe I'll be able to take some of my, my, my compensation as an employee and turn it into a crypto account that funds some of my health savings. So it is really happening and it's happening at the municipal level. We've seen cities like Miami and New York start to move towards those payments. Why not move towards these technologies to enable the healthcare economy as well? Ash, I think you make a great point. I, you know, I look at the tech sector and the way they're investing dollars. Um, you know, this whole blockchain NFT, it started out with banking and crypto. I think it's moved into the gaming sector. But we're all we're all looking in the tech sector at how that's going to get monetized and where where are the use cases that, you know, the metaverse, Web3, blockchain, these things are really going to take take hold. And I think healthcare has really risen to the top. It's on the short list for a lot of the tech companies as they look to to build products and to develop solutions in the market that, you know. I, you'd know better than me, but how long we've, have we been talking about, you know, portable medical records as a consumer and, and just wanting to take that and, and talk about the NFT thing? It, it seems like a, a case where the technology is going to converge nicely with the demand in the market. And it's going to be a, a market where these things really do take 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 fold and where there's going to be significant investment. So I, I think it is a really exciting place that um, that is going to come alive. Ash is a, and Mark, as I listen to both of you, I'm sure a number of our listeners are asking themselves a similar question. If you think about cybersecurity, uh, if you think about data protection, uh, welcome your perspectives on as we continue to go digital, as health records become increasingly digital, uh, which certainly development in the last decade or so, if I'm not mistaken, I think that really goes back to the implementation of the Affordable Care Act, where we started to see greater use of digital health records. If we think about uh, the examples you've just cited in the potential of financial transactions, crypto health savings account, as, as Ash spoke about, what do you see as the, the vulnerability there? And, you know, Mark, I'll start with you and then go to Ash. Where do you see the the potential for technology to be used from a cybersecurity and data protection point when it when it comes to the, um, the healthcare space? At its surface, I think technology can make things safer. Uh, they can certainly protect data, uh, but we all we all have human beings that are involved, and that's often where the vulnerabilities come. The other thing companies struggle inside tech, uh, inside healthcare, and really all sectors is finding the talent. Um, in the cyberspace, cybersecurity, either in building preventative systems, um, building products that will prevent uh, access to companies' data, to personal data, et cetera, but also building people that know how to play defense as well and building plans around um, how to respond to, to those types of cyber attempts because because the uh, you know, the hacking is, is only accelerating. So it's on the top of the risk profile for a lot of companies, not just in the tech sector, but uh, across the board as well. But I do think technology is uh, the solution as things digitize. Uh, there's so much investment into the sector around um, software products that will help protect and, and defend against that data. And then to the comments Ash made before about blockchain and NFTs, and you know, I really think one of the benefits uh, of that 
that approach and that emergence of those technologies is they are inherently uh, inherently safer and I think will be uh, one of the things that accelerates that, um, as Ash mentioned before. Yeah, and just to add to that, I think, Mark, you know, I, I really am excited. I think healthcare and life sciences is kind of that, uh, you know, that industry that really drives forward, uh, you know, the, the security and the policies that I think are going to make, you know, our whole industry safer. I mean, clearly, you know, the, you know, I spent a lot of time with boards and, 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 and audit committees and, you know, we are always identifying, you know, cyber risk and cybersecurity as a major, major area for healthcare and life sciences organizations. And, and I think, you know, that expectation at the board and governance level, I think is only going to drive better and better technology and better and better capabilities. So, so to me, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for private equity and, and for the tech innovators to enter into the space. And it's also, I think, an opportunity to help really advance kind of society at a much you know, better level uh, because we are so dependent. I mean, I think we've moved off of, you know, trying to live on an island and secure our island in, in this tech world to really living in a much more vibrant and, and, and more capable community. But with that community comes more responsibility. And so I think my hope is that the industry steps up to that challenge and, and really leverages kind of the, the privacy and the security that we want to see in healthcare and life sciences to be able to stand up to the defenses that we're, we're hopeful, hopeful to see in the industry. Yeah, Ash, one of the ways in the tech sector we see this come to life is the, just the demand for the talent, the human talent that resides in the tech companies. And certainly employees at our firm at KPMG, there was a lot of demand for them to leave our firm and go to these big tech companies. But now we're seeing huge demand from um, sectors like healthcare, banking, consumer to actually go into the tech companies and raid their talent and bring in folks who have those cyber skills, who have worked in the big tech companies or the tech sector for years, and to bring them into a healthcare organization or a life sciences organization. So um, it, it's just convergence at all these levels, but it's really at that human, uh, human level as well. And I think cyber is an area where I've really seen that um, come to play. Ash, you know, Mark raises a great point about talent. It's a challenge across all sectors, finding that right balance of talent, the right skill sets. When you think of the healthcare space, Ash, um, how important has cyber been in conversations you're having with clients? Are you finding that finding that cyber skill set is at the top of the list for what uh, employees are seeking in the healthcare space these days? You know, it is. And I think it's, it, you know, I think on the talent side, I'm going to kind of break it down into three areas. Clearly, there's what I call talent for the advanced technology space, which, you know, would be capabilities like cyber and others. There's also talent for what I call, you know, really uh, doing good in our society, uh, like we've seen kind of the rise of ESG. Uh, one of the areas that's really driving a lot of talent into healthcare and life sciences is around health equity. And we believe that technology is the ultimate enabler for health equity. So we're actually seeing a lot of people step into this area saying, I want to be a part of that movement. I want to be a part of those changes. As a matter of fact, even in our firm, we've seen a lot of leaders come across different industries, insurance and tech and others saying, I want to work in the healthcare and life sciences industry. And I want to enable tech to really help uh, solve some of the modern uh, problems of our society around health equity. Uh, and I think that's the second one. Then I think there's these what I call new areas, uh, new capabilities that I think are going to drive a lot of new technology. For example, we just announced, uh, you know, strategic partnerships with 5G vendors. 
uh, in healthcare and life sciences specifically and, and, and really uh, learning about it and building capabilities in the lab, I think there's going to be a huge opportunity to really raise the quality of the talent in health tech. And I think it's going to be in those three areas, in cyber, uh, in, in, in really raising our, our bar on health equity. And it's also going to be in these emerging areas like 5G. Yeah, Ash, you really, you really beat me to the point. I was going to make the 5G point as well. As we spent so much time talking about that, we tend to only talk about it from a telco and an automotive sector standpoint. But what we've really seen is this emergence of 5G in healthcare as well. So a great point. Uh, great point there. You know, Mark, I want to go back to something you hit at the beginning of the conversation, mindful of individuals listening at different points, um, talking about the amount of changes that have gone on. And this is true, certainly, of, of all sectors in the last you know year and a half, two years. But um, just sticking here with healthcare life sciences, you talked about and use the word permanent, permanency in some of these changes. Um, what, what would you say, Mark, are those changes when you think of tech's impact on healthcare that you would say there isn't going to be a, a turn back to 2019, 2018, that this is a, a new reality going forward? It really came to life for me, exactly the point you're making at CES this year, the conference in January, the Consumer Electronics Show uh, in Vegas. Um, we, we go to that every year with the tech sector, really interesting to see what's coming out. And I was actually joking with Ash afterwards about, was this a technology conference or a healthcare conference? Because it seemed like at least 50% of the things at that conference this year at CES were healthcare related, were, were health gadgets, were trends around the healthcare sector. They were talking about you know apps and sensors and embedded personalization, 5G, like we talked about and really moving towards a, a healthy economy that's driven by the consumer. So to me, you know, when you look at a, a prominent tech conference that is well attended and is looked forward to every year and to see the impact that healthcare had on that conference this year, I, I think it goes, uh, you don't have to look any further to see um, tech's role and the importance of healthcare in the tech sector today. Undoubtedly speaks volumes, Mark and Ash, I'm, I'm sure you echo those sentiments. You know, I, absolutely. And it, it was exciting to see. And I loved our, our banter there, uh, you know, Mark, about that industry. And, you know, what we've been seeing over the years is, uh, you know, the the healthcare economy has moved from that of focusing on sickness, which we obviously do. We have a lot of that to certainly go around and, and a lot of the government payments, but really a economy moving towards wellness. It was interesting. Uh, we hosted the uh, Lake Nona Impact Forum and and uh, we had innovators across the industry and heads of state and government leaders and insurance and industry. And I was, I was amazed at the focus on things like longevity and wellness and health and, you know, mental health. All of those things right now are becoming kind of massive areas of growth. And I think our things that are, are going to, you know, they're, they're, the X Prize was announced, you know, and, and the idea that the X Prize could announce, you know, longevity to 130 years or more. Those are kind of big, big aspirations. Imagine the type of wellness we need to have in our society to, to do that. And even if we start to see average age, you know, move towards 100. Those are, sound like massive leaps, but we're gonna need the technology industry to help us do that. You know, Ash, as, uh, as you raise that and going forward and thinking about what's coming up down the line and CES is certainly a form that is always forward looking, I want to ask both of you and, and put your crystal ball predictions on, if, if you will, here. And it's hard to do, certainly when we look at the volatility 
that exists right now. And you look at the changes the last you know, year or two in all sectors of the economy, and again, focusing on healthcare and life sciences in the technology, uh, from a technology standpoint, it's been as pronounced as it's ever been. Um, Ash, I'll start with you on this one, and then certainly welcome Mark's thoughts. As you look ahead, Ash, over the next year or two, and you consider the conversations you're having with clients, what what do you think is going to be the main focus from a tech standpoint? Obviously, the COVID vaccines, I think, all listeners or most listening would, would view that as the obvious uh, standout of the last year or so from the way technology and science has come together. But what what would stand out to you? I know you spoke after the Wall Street Journal a few months back about contact tracing in hospitals and, and keeping patients that were sick separated. Do you believe it's going to be like contact tracing technology, personal device uh, health gadgets on our wrists. What do you think is going to be the big trends coming up in healthcare and life sciences? You know, I think we're going to see two areas of, of emerging uh, uh, capabilities. First of all, I think we're going to see a continued massive march towards modernization. And when I say modernization, I mean finance, HR, procurement. Our core systems are still in need of big, big modernization so that we can take on those tasks. And you know what's enabling that right now is the cloud moving those big enterprise systems to the cloud. And that is going to happen, I think, over the next decade across healthcare and life sciences. Now, on the other side, I think we are going to see what I call the rise of the front office and the rise of the consumer, the rise of the connected device, and the rise of, of, of literally everything being connected to our core system and our core enterprise. So it's really what I call combining the back office to the front office. And those things are starting to happen. They may not happen together. Uh, you know, we might see more and more initiatives on the back office. We might see innovation on the front office. But over time, those things are going to be connected. And we are going to see those things really dramatically change the curve of innovation and more importantly, customer acceptance. Mark, any thoughts from your end in, in your role, you know, from the 64,000 foot view, if you will, technology? Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's almost like you're asking me to pick the best of five really good options. There's so much that I think is happening around the things just mentioned. The only, the only other point I would circle back on is I think tech's role in health equity, the point Ash made there before, you know, certainly for years, we've been talking about healthcare costs. How do we make the system more efficient? How do we drive costs out and how do we deliver care to everyone in the population? And I think tech's role in helping the, the sector, bring more equity as well uh, will be something that we really see uh, being prominent going forward. I uh, just want to remind anybody who has questions, again, you can direct message or you could hit the microphone button. I want to just um, actually want to pause. I believe we do have a question. So Matt Caruso. Yeah, we have a question from Atif. Atif, please uh, go ahead and ask your question. Hi, uh, thanks. Um, Hi, everyone. So uh, just a quick bit. I, I think uh, I, I was just listening to this. Uh, I listened to the private equity impacts uh, or getting impacted by technology yesterday, which was a fascinating uh, space in itself. Um, I think I'm, I'm correct in recalling Jamie Timmon, who was the chairman of JP Morgan, said some time ago that we are not a banking company. We are a technology company with a banking license. Looks like the tech and healthcare congruence is moving in that direction. And then the question popped up in my mind when um, Asher was talking about um, uh, the corporate governance in healthcare companies. How do you think, and this is something that, I, that I'm quite keen to uh, know the views of those who can talk about it, how do you see 
that the digital confidence on the board of directors of these healthcare companies is going to increase and what should be done to increase that to to help them to enable them to govern more yeah teeth this is great that's a great question I, this is ash I, I will kind of give you my observations on it um i'm seeing a lot of really really interesting boards start to really enter into the space and uh you know i have uh i, I sit on a lot of our client teams uh, supporting our our academic medical centers, for example, a lot of our large integrated delivery networks, certainly with farm and life sciences. And, you know, I'm seeing more and more tech innovators and retired tech executives participate on those boards. And they're asking some really good questions and tough questions. I'd say more, more of my tough questions come from those tech leaders because they see an industry that's already been transformed. And they're almost giving the license to management and the rest of the board members to, to enter into those discussions with caution and I think with purpose, but I really am I'm excited to see more and more of those leaders participate at the governance level and the board level. But I would say there's more work to be done. I would love to see more tech innovators uh, enter into this space. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I personally spend a lot of my time with uh, corporations like uh, IBM and Cisco, and you know, I, I really felt the draw to come back to the industry. So I, I really do think we should make a mission of it to really bring tech back into healthcare. So that we can actually kind of live up to the uh, to the words of of uh, you know um, of Jamie Dimon. Yeah, Ash, I think spot on, and I think it goes both ways. We're seeing you know tech companies as well try to diversify their boards as much as they can, and, and seeing the benefits that diversity brings across you know gender diversity, ethnic diversity, racial diversity, but but industry diversity as well. And so you know. I, I think best practice clearly in all these sectors is to build a diverse board uh, to tackle the, the convergence things that we're talking about today. Well, Latif, thanks for that question. It's a great question. And, and Mark and Ash, for your perspectives, um, I don't believe we have any other questions at this time. I just want to uh, take a moment here. Mark and Ash, it's been a, a really engaging conversation. I think our listeners certainly have found it of benefit. Um, before we close today, I want to go back to both of you. You raised a lot of points, uh, all of which could go on probably for another hour on. But um, Ash, I'll start with you and then go to you, Mark. Is there any particular point, Ash, that we raised today that you want to circle back to for the benefit of our listeners? And again, mindful that some who have joined perhaps might have missed the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, I think the one area I just want to leave us with as maybe even a subsequent follow up is how we can leverage the opportunity to improve the workforce and meaning, you know, more ways to engage the workforce broadly, leverage those tech entrepreneurs to come in. And I think even help improve the workforce options that healthcare has today. You know, one of the highest burnouts we've seen in the industry is clinical professionals. And we need to find ways to bring technology into the everyday process to alleviate some of the, the really oppressive and difficult work that they have to go through every day. And we want to see a future where all of the healthcare professionals can work at the top of their license. So I think there's an opportunity for a lot of uh, a disintermediation, uh, modernization, um, new ways of thinking, but we've got to really start to address the workforce issue or else we're, we're going to have a really tough time in the next several decades. Mm, great point, Ash. Uh, Mark, uh, any closing thoughts from you? Yeah, Matt, I'd go all the way back to the first thing you asked me when we started our broadcast today, and that was about tech as a horizontal across sectors versus a vertical sector. And 
I think I look forward to the day when what we now call tech is no longer an industry because it's so horizontal across every industry and every sector. So the phrases like health tech, uh, fintech, med tech, those types of things, I think show the direction we're going, that, that technology's role across every sector is, is critical today. And uh, those convergences are where we're going to see um, the most acceleration in the future. Ash and Mark, I want to thank both of you for your time today. I want to thank everybody who listened in and please be sure to tune in next week for our next Twitter Spaces conversation. But in the meantime, hope everybody stays safe and be well. Thanks for joining. We hope you enjoyed that conversation and for additional timely industry discussions, be sure to follow at KPMG US underscore news on Twitter. That's KPMG US underscore news. We'll see you next time on the Tech and Podcast.